Hello and welcome to the Not Here to Make Friends podcast. I'm Katie. And I'm Haimona. And we're here to talk to you about things. Stuff and, stuff. and things. Yeah, and stuff that's been going on. Things um, we've been watching. Yeah, things we've been watching. Um, we both watched a few different things this week. Or this, yep. however long it is since we last did this. Which is good for <laughs> diversity and yeah. bad for the fact that... Um, there won't be any time for Katie to like interrupt me when I'm wrong about a show because she hasn't watched it. So. Yeah, I think that's good. I think that I think that's good. It won't please the listeners. So. <laughs> it's the opposite of pleasing to the listeners, but I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so should we talk about something the listeners will um, care a lot about first? Uh, should we talk about the batch? Yes. So the Bachelor comes back this week. NZ. Bachelor yep. NZ. No, I haven't watched the American one, but I don't think that matters. No, it's not important. Do you know the new Bachelor's name? Um, I <laughs> I definitely am well prepared for this, and so um, am not just looking it up right now and do actually know it off the top of my head because. Pff, I, Is it like um, Miles or something? A Jordan. A oh, Jordan. Um, yeah. This is a great thing. I typed in Bachelor NZ and it showed up a stuff article um, quoting Mike Pudu who says, The Bachelor Jordan is a bloke's bloke. Oh, great. Well, what a great time he'll have only being surrounded by women. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I think women who are competing for you in a television show really want to hear. Yeah. Is the fact that you're... You'd really kinda, rather be around men. You'd just rather be hanging out with men. Yeah. And if you are going to have to spend time with women, it's going to be like very clearly in a competition-based situation yeah. where you can get rid of them. I don't think he's very attractive. I think that <laughs> Arthur, was, Arthur wasn't my fair. type, but he was objectively, physically perfect. Yeah. Like, I just can't, you know, everything yeah. about him. He was like the, the model of a man. Yeah, <laughs> he was, he was an, an Adonis of corniness. Um, yeah. He was really the, the North Shore Hercules. Um, just, <laughs> just managed to have like this really great middle New Zealand, while also, also being from Auckland vibe of, being kind of simple, yeah. quite wholesome, and like he sort of didn't understand how attractive he was as well. Yeah, so he, was quite, he seemed innocent. Yeah, and also he was really good at kind of taking the edge off the misogyny of the whole thing. Like he really yeah, seemed... he was really important. Yeah. in those early stages, definitely when it was really all about sort of. Um, I have a theory about like how you should try and win the bachelor oh really um because i've thought about this with like crystal and the bachelorette and like how i want to like if she ever does get her own bachelorette Mm. um i i will go on it like it will (laughs) your own girlfriend won't (laughs) understand (laughs) probably not but like i i need to at least like try and match that level of both um like just star quality yeah. And just absolute shamelessness of playing the game. Yeah. And so to get through those first ones, you either need to be really like wholesome and likable as Poppy was, oh, or yeah. you need to just be the person which he can't forget. Like, yeah. your main job is to make yourself known beyond the pack. Yeah. And then the producers will want to keep you on. As oh, well. yeah. And then the producers will keep you on. And then you're going to get a lot more shots. And then even if you do get knocked out in like the mid rounds. Yeah. A lot of people know who you are and you can probably get on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. So, you know, there's there's a lot of reasons why you want to jump to the top of the pack. With this guy, 
I think people are going to be quite shocked when they show up. Like, I think the woman will be quite shocked when they show up and, and it's, it's not guy. art. Yeah. And it's a a bloke's bloke. Yeah. Um, he's an actor also. He's an actor. Which troubles me in a lot of ways because Arthur had a successful paleo business and therefore <laughs> could, um, you know, take care of a wife. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if an actor is the, like, most financially stable situation to be going into. Also... He's he's not on a, Shortland Street no. and he lives in Auckland, so yeah. no, it's not. And he's a professional performer. Like, he's paid to lie. He's, he's like, you know, I would not want to date a... Well, I mean, you know, obviously if you want to date an actor, you can, but he's on TV. You're allowed to, to date actors, audience, but you probably yeah. shouldn't. You probably shouldn't. You and shouldn't. Or musicians. Well, not right. all musicians. Some musicians. Don't date drummers. <laughs> no. And... <laughs> No, I just think it's, it's, for one thing, that's kind of cheating because it's like they're just giving him a TV role. Yeah. And also, he's obviously just doing it to launch his career. How, yeah, it's true. It's it's the most obvious and shameless yeah. um, option they really could have gone for, which I don't necessarily have a problem with because I think they should go obvious and shameless. <laughs> but I also think, yeah, what you said first was the first thing which came up when I asked a lot of people about the new batch was, yeah. I wouldn't even need to bring it up to people. I'd be like, have you seen the new batch? Not as hot. And that's a difficult position for him to put himself in because right. he's doing this kind of as a show, but he's yeah. already being upstaged by the person who did it before. Yeah. It's like if you were, I don't know, if they had killed off David Caruso from CSI Miami <laughs> and he had just been replaced with, I don't know, um, Kevin James. <laughs> Kevin James. <laughs> it's like, depending on your opinions of um, David Caruso, which should all be like he was the hottest man of 1988. I, it would be weird if it was to go in like yeah. a, like quite a different direction, particularly because I think when you sign up to the show, even though there will be quite a few people like the the Daniels of last season who just sort of wanted to be on TV and wanted yeah. to sort of be, I guess, out there for yeah. some reason. Um, <laughs> She's still trying. <laughs> yeah, she is. Um, I, yeah, I think it will be, it will be awkward when they see yeah. this guy and there oh. will be a lot of faked, wow, he's really hot. With art, everyone was legitimately blown away. Yeah, because how could you not? Like How, like, over the TV, I was like, I'd be if I saw that person in real life, I'd be like, holy shit, you're the most attractive person I've ever seen. Oh my God. I saw him once and he's so tall. He's just like phenomenally tall and beautiful. I mean, it's a, it really sucks about the blackface thing. Like yeah, for so really many does. reasons, but all, part one of them being that I thought he really was a nice guy. And it is sad that he's a terrible racist. He's like a simple racist. Like yeah. he's, he's one of those people who doesn't understand what a headdress is and yeah. just thinks it's something which $2 shops have always sold yeah. and they came up with. Yeah. And if he thought hard about it, he'd probably just be like, oh, I'm appreciating the culture. He's like, oh, okay. I, I had a thing. But he didn't think this through. He didn't think right. any of that through. I don't think he thought about it afterwards either. Like, oh, no. I don't think he's thinking about it right now. Like, I don't think he's worried that, like, two people in Newmarket are talking shit about him. Being like, I'm really disappointed in that green. I don't yeah. think he thought that people would have those feelings about him. Maybe. I really hope he hears this. I really hope he does, too. If Art, you do, if you're Arthur, hearing this. If you're this, listening. You've disappointed us, boy. Yeah, so much. You would our hope that a beautiful, attractive man could also be could be decent. Could be decent <laughs> in like a real simple loves his mum kind of a yeah, way. Yeah, but no. Lean down, Stan Walker, and all mum lovers everywhere. <laughs> but 
thing about this guy is he's a bit older. Like, Art was, like, 26 or something. At least this yeah. guy's in his 30s. Yeah, I feel like that's probably a better way to go. Because I yeah. think while while some of the younger people obviously made it through the later rounds, um, well, more, more younger people made it through the yeah. later rounds than did the older ones. The older ones were often more interesting. Um, yeah, I feel like it brings in, like, a, a new dynamic of... Um, dating in your mid-30s versus dating in your mid-20s. Yeah. When you're dating in your mid-20s, there is the understanding that you still do have the rest of your life. <laughs> somehow, <laughs> well, somehow, like, you still do there, but it's yeah. whether you still necessarily think that, like... Yeah. Uh, I've seen people, like, melt down because they were 28 and single. Oh, my God. I'm like... 35 yeah. and single can be a struggle yeah, well, for some people. I guess if you're like one of those people who really wants to settle down and have children like reasonably young, then that's like, you know, it's plausible that you are running out of options and did need to turn to The Bachelor. Whereas yeah. Arthur had a lot of options left. He had a hell of a lot of options. And probably a he, good few years left of yeah, he, he had a lot of time to <laughs> fuck around and like Bridemart bars for oh like a little God. while until, you know, the paleo business didn't quite go as planned yeah. and he moved in back in with like yeah. the mum and the stepdad yeah, well, who both should... seemed like charming as hell. I would have, <laughs> I would have moved in with them. Like if they want to adopt me, I mean, I already have that'd parents, but if they want to like, show. oh, that'd be so good. <laughs> I'm on a in with Arthur <laughs> Green's parents. <laughs> it's like, come dine with me, but it's just like, come live with me. That would be a great show. Oh shit. All right. We need to cut this out of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. This is too good an idea to go away for free. <laughs> But yeah. <laughs> um, but you have any other hot takes about them? Um, I'm just like, I hope this time I know some of the... Because, you know, last time I was really surprised I didn't know any of the girls. Because they were, like, my age or a bit younger. And, you know, I come from the shore. Yeah, you're from That's the like shore. That's, where they've sourced those people. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm just hoping that I recognize some faces and that I have some inside juice. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping for that as well. I'm really hoping for more women who are in this not necessarily just to have fun but also to really intensely compete against each other yeah because that's what's always made like bachelor um and also survivor slightly <laughs> um it gives them kind of more of an edge than something where people just all have to move into a house yeah and there's like 10 guys 10 girls moving into one house and like yeah jersey you know it's I like the real world. We should yeah. have a real world New Zealand. We really should have real world New Zealand. It's insane. We haven't had real world New Zealand, but we're that's... reviving all the other shows we from really are. years ago. So it's alright. <laughs> <laughs> Not only matters. Uh, you you can get like another crappy but like well known New Zealand comedian to host it. Oh my god! Um, who we got in... left there? Oh, maybe Gary McCormack. He would be good. <laughs> Is Gary McCormack? No, I'm not gonna say that. That's terrible. Continuing on. He is still alive though, right? I think so. Yes. I think so. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. So he's still around. Um, um, oh, yeah. We could just. They could go even like harder trash and just really just start dragging away people from. Um, oh, God. Was that terrible radio couple oh, um, who just broke up? Oh, the old ones. Yeah. The one who writes for the paper and pisses everybody off a bit. Yeah. Um, Polly? Yeah. Polly and Grant. Yeah. Just real world Polly and Grant, um, where it's, <laughs> it's the worst scumbags we can find yeah. in like 
Auckland, Wellington, Christchurch, and Dunedin. And then one person from Hamilton, but we only get one person from Hamilton. Like, you can't just all fill up on Hamilton, because that's that's sort of cheating. Yeah. Um, And then, like, Polly and Grant have to, like, go around and talk to them and just see, like, how visibly upset (laughs) they can make Polly and Grant. Like, how how annoying can this be? Yeah. I reckon we can get some really good people in that. Yeah. We really should. Like, this should stop being a podcast about other people's TV shows. This should just be about us pitching our ideas. Platinum Fun, get at us. These are great. Oh, my God. I have so many ideas. (laughs) Every time, like, MediaWorks proposes another show, I have, like, I have so many better ideas than that. Yeah, I... I didn't watch um, the new TVNZ soap. Um... Mostly because I'm I'm way too deep on Shortland Street oh, now. Right. I what can't is the dip new into. One? Oh, oh, filthy rich. Yeah, filthy I rich. I saw like the first episode. Oh no, I saw the second episode, and I just couldn't stand it. Like it was so boring and so cliched, and I couldn't really follow it either. And it's just one of those ones where it's just like outrageous fortune, but in a different like class bracket. You know, they just keep refilming yeah. the same show. <laughs> yeah. Actually, Duncan Grieve wrote there. Did you read that? Yeah, that I did. Thing and... about it, which was totally spot on. Like. It's just the same people making the same show again and again and again. And I'm so tired of it. I'm tired of it because I feel like they're missing what people like about Shortland Street. Yeah. The reason people watch Shortland <laughs> Street the ideal model. isn't because, well, hey, Shortland Street seems to continue to be made. And everyone's like, well, let's just make another Shortland Street. That's the sign of success when something just seems to keep being made. Yeah. And you don't know why, like Castle. I mean, I sort of get why people like Castle and like apologies to my friend Luke who loves Castle and has watched almost every episode. I've never once watched Castle. Um, yeah. Is Lots it like of people Bones? don't sort of. Um, yeah, Bones is another one. Yeah. Um Rizzoli and Isles is apparently still being made <laughs> and then like it's sixth season or something crazy. Like some of these shows just get made forever. Yeah. But it's like how they still make Grey's Anatomy and apparently it still gets really good ratings. Yeah, which isn't I mean Shonda Rhimes though. Like that oh, that think... woman is like a force. Yeah. Um I can't yeah, I can't really hold Grey's Anatomy against her even though I really <laughs> want to. Like in Scandal's objectively the stupidest show I've ever seen. <laughs> like it's it's worse than Jackson's Wharf, which was that oh jackson's wolf yeah but we don't need a second soap because people don't like shortland street for its soapiness yeah people like it because they know that they're willing to burn through characters like crazy <laughs> and they know they're willing to burn through storylines like yeah. crazy and it's, it's only like half an hour it's like yeah. filthy rich is on two nights a week for an hour it's like it's too much it's too much no one cares that much and shortland street's also on at about the time you eat your dinner well, in my household growing up, that's what we used to do when we ate dinner. Yeah, no, so I get that. It kind of, you know, seems you have been having to talk to people. <laughs> it's true. It's like, your common enemy, which absolutely. brings families together. Um, and you can you can leave for three years and you can come back and yeah. you can still just immediately pick up. Yeah. Um, and someone's like the cousin of the character you liked three years ago is still there. No yeah. one else is, but they are still there. <laughs> and you know they're never going to get rid of... Um, Michael Galvin, so no, like someone's got to take care. (laughs) Someone's got to take care. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to keep an eye on him. So, what is happening in Shorten Street at the moment? Um, so much, so much, and I've started to realize more and more about Shortland Street going on. Which I didn't think was possible because I thought after about the third one, I was like, I get this. This is kind (laughs) of a silly show, like, and it is, but it's that's not what's interesting about it. What's interesting about it is 
I feel like Game of Thrones, but think they don't like burn off enough storylines and characters <laughs> quick enough. Like, come to this. Um, it's like Game yeah. of Thrones, only someone said, uh, you're not allowed to kill off any of the characters. You've just got to make them like almost get murdered or actually uh. kill someone. But then there'll be another three months before they ever get caught. Yeah. So um, the big climax of last year was the shooting, the hospital right. shooting, which was insane, kind of intensely, uh, intensely shot and intensely paced given how much had been building up to this. Yeah. Which makes a lot of sense. Um, and it was actually good. It was quite dark. Yeah. And then for the first, um, for the first month uh, it came back, it was just like grief porn. Like it was, <laughs> it was a lot of. Um, oh, I hate that. Yeah, a lot I? of episodes and like entire episodes, entire weeks of plot lines dedicated to who's not really dealing well with the fact that and they were involved in a shooting. I hate that. Like no one's dealing with it well. Yeah, and Shilton Street always do that thing when like something bad happens and like the person who's affected always goes straight back to work and everyone's like, are you sure you should go back to work? And they're like, no, I'm fine. And then they're not fine. And it's just like, in real life, people are happy to take time off work. I'm sick of that. <laughs> that trope is ridiculous. Like, it would be very rare in real life. And if you work in a hospital, rare. like, you know. It's quite stressful. Can, yeah. You do need some downtime. Yeah, and they probably wouldn't even let you. They'd be like, no, oh, no we're going to put they the patients' lives you. at risk. <laughs> I feel like I probably don't need to point this out, but, like, to the whole audience, like, Shortland Street is not an accurate portrayal of what happens <laughs> at hospitals yeah. or at DHB level. Like, very, yeah. very little of this is accurate. <laughs> um, but that being, that's kind of not the point of the show, because the point of the show was sort of, you know that they have about 20 things that they can do. Yeah. They have 20 moves that they can make, and they have generally about 5 to 10 main characters who they're cycling through. Yeah. And so it's sort of like watching someone get their tarot read, but yeah. as a TV show, it's URTK. A card yeah. that's been flipped in front of you. There will be <laughs> like, uh, there will be a medical problem in the family. How do you deal with it? Let's flip yeah. the next card to see how he deals with it. <laughs> he's TK. So he's only limited to about three different ways he can handle yeah. this, this oh situation. But you already know all three of them because he's done all of them before. So <laughs> yeah. he'll like flip the card. <laughs> yeah, where he's like, he's kind of a dick about it and he yeah. doesn't really get it. But he's also quite defensive of like the ones he loves because <laughs> otherwise they don't want to burn off his like humanity too much. <laughs> um, and then, all right, so what happens next? And so every, every episode is like, um, it's like writer's solitaire. <laughs> where they've been given a collection of tropes they're allowed to use and ways they're allowed to handle yeah. their cast. And that's the show. Mm -hmm. And that's actually really interesting for the sort of gamesmanship idea of we are going to have a show which constantly changes, yeah. but which also has its own internal sense of logic. Yeah. Um, it's like if you've ever... I've never actually seen anyone play this, but it's like how I can imagine people play that 3d chess where it's like two chess boards and it's like really? you can move like sideways in dimensions that. i don't actually know how it works that sounds horrible regular chess is bad enough yeah i would require like at least a pen and paper to figure that shit out but that's what the show is the show yeah. is them trying to work basically the same storylines with yeah. different characters and then just sort of moving everything yeah. around 
but the decisions they make is the most interesting bit like when the writers decide uh yeah. we're going to set up something which may or may not lead to someone else who's a bigger character who we care more about yeah um uh, i'll give an example uh so um tk who is the worst and who everyone yeah. should hate um both okay. on the show and in real life um just seems to be terrible but uh his partner kylie um who is 10 years younger than him she's a bleachy blonde girl. yeah she's the bleachy blonde one um she's like at least an interesting character though like yeah. she's young she's going out with tk who has a kid tk's like kind of controlling but she's sort of a badass herself like she um, beat up the she um fought off the gunman who was like attacking the hospital like kylie's tough and kylie's yeah. like kind of an interesting character and i 100 percent feel like tk is dragging her back but i also get why they need to tie characters together yeah they're like we need some sort of drama we can't keep bringing more and more new characters yeah so it's like now kylie's with tk and they've been together for quite a while but uh, they decided to make an interesting move where they brought in Kylie's mum, who was oh. the main lady from... You remember that show, The Strip? Oh. It was like was a... Familiar. Or was it like about a strip club or something? Yeah, it was like uh, a woman buys and like opens a male strip club. Uh, yeah, I saw um, In Wellington. That. Yeah. I never watched it. Um, it was... <laughs> I, like, I watched it. Uh, it was... It had that its moments. a and it was your duty. Well, I kind of had to. Um, <laughs> and no, it was... It was okay. Like, it was not particularly good. But um, it really... Like, it had its moments. And it totally... Yeah. Like, it was very early 2000s. Like, it was... It was sort of shitty stick men. But um. with, like, a male strip club. Uh, but there was, you know, you knew there was going to be Robbie, Robbie Mugasiva and like every yeah. third episode. And, you know, yeah. there was going to be lots of other characters. So it was fine. She's been brought in um, to be Kylie's mum. Yeah. And so she was in for a while and she, they just sort of threw her into some like B stories about yeah. like trying to date people who didn't really have anyone yeah. else to date. <laughs> um, and then she came back later um, and again sort of played that. But then she got breast cancer and didn't mm. deal with it very well. Um, but then she just left. Like, oh, abruptly yeah. left back to Wellington. How weird. And, yeah. Um, also, I like the fact that her character, like, lives in Wellington. Because um, yeah. it just means that you can imagine it is, like, the her character from the strip. Just, like, <laughs> with a different daughter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, I like that. But um, it was pretty clear that the only reason they brought her in and the only reason they were... Well, they brought her back, and the only reason they yeah. were sort of doing this whole storyline was so the character Kylie, who we care way more about, can, like, have her reaction to it. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, and, like, her reaction was to get, like, a double mastectomy, which at 25 was, like, pretty intense, but also yeah. not, like, wildly out of... Yeah. Um, it's, like, not insane. And going through this, like, that became quite a storyline... And they managed to drag in other characters back into it. Yeah. Um, and it was exactly like, well, how do these characters deal with it? And it is like pick a, it is like pick a, your own storyline. Yeah. But with this one, it was just pick boring, regressive storylines uh. where everyone screws up and everyone's mad at each other again. Yeah. It's like the show is always going to be the same. Yeah. And so it's like <laughs> the how they choose to use Kylie. 
and how they yeah. choose to have bad things happen to her yeah um, just to push along other people's storylines but then something good might happen to her like soon oh, uh, yeah. but probably not and then maybe they'll just cut her or not it's like it's a really ruthless um survival of like <laughs> it's just sort of blind luck that you stay alive on Shortland Street and yeah. nothing too bad happens to you I guess so yeah I feel like they always have like a young blonde nurse who like is a party nurse for a while and then like ends up settling down with a oh, doctor yeah. and then like things happen I don't know I just feel like there's been so many of them there's been a lot of those um and and often they die yeah and leave the doctor with a father uh, a father with a child yeah <laughs> Although I guess TK's already been left with one child. He could be left with another one. I can see him. I'm, I'm not ruling that out. They're always bringing in children for Chris. Yeah, of course. He's got a million illegitimate children. Man, Chris has so many illegitimate children at this point. Yeah, I guess it's plausible, but it's a bit... I mean, it's 100% <laughs> plausible. He's like a rich doctor. He's probably up to yeah. some shenanigans, but... <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't think like that much shenanigans. No. But... Well, apparently he was very irresponsible with him. Yeah. Mm. Oh, well. Yeah. Well, fuck you, Chris Warner. Look after your kids better. <laughs> yeah. Follow up. Yeah, follow up. Yeah. Don't just not call again. Don't just <laughs> dine and dash, Chris yeah. Warner. This is fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> this is enough Chris Warner talk. <laughs> yeah. Um, so is there any more Shortland Street content uh, to cover? I think I can see we've got another main storyline coming up, which oh, yeah. I can see either not being resolved for a while because um yeah. what happened was while there was a shooting there were yeah. two shooters and the second shooter is also a main character oh, really? in shortland street um who is uh victoria um who's had a lot of um a lot of different storylines involving her and violence either towards her or by her towards oh. um other people and it's been quite tone deaf in the past <laughs> but uh then she did actually just try and shoot her boss and she kind of went from being a uh redeemable but like quite quite traumatized person to just being straight up someone who is capable of murder and yeah they've really poisoned the character but i think shortland street um and the boldness of its card flopping has decided yeah. We think it's fine that there is a show which is just about an attempted murderer. Yeah. It's like, the show is, like, she gets lots of storylines. Um, she's oh. dating Mo, um, who's the simpleton, uh, <laughs> it's like the simpleton king of the orderlies slash, oh, okay. I don't know what Mo really does. Mo's kind <laughs> of the head orderly, but he's kind of just sort of this mopey guy yeah um, i feel like the orderlies are always just there to have kind of random other people around the hospital and without having to really explain why that person would be it's in like the they have to do a lot of stuff stop interrupting them they have important work yeah. to do too fuck you shortland street be nicer about orderlies yeah some of these people aren't even getting paid really oh you know like if you're a volunteer oh. you, know, you might not they should have a storyline about that the orderlies they should, should. Rise up. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. I have like 30 million storylines for Shaw on Street. We don't, we don't even need to get into that. And like why it's insane that like in 2016, they don't have like a PR department on the show and why they haven't made more of a thing about like the meta nature of the fact that it's like a TV show, which sort of contains no media. Yeah. Every now and then they try and bring media in and it's always really like bizarre and kind of... 
and it's always really mean about journalists as well. Yeah. It's like they always jump in <laughs> like, ah, oh, the scumbag journalist is coming in trying to stitch up the hospital. Yeah, yeah. It's like people get shot at this hospital and die frequently. <laughs> I know. The media should have some serious questions Definitely. about this hospital. People got shot here. It's like <laughs> it's not out of line for them to like write an OIA. Yeah. Seems fine. Definitely. Yeah, enough enough short on stream. Okay. okay. Uh, what have you been watching? Um, well, like I was telling you before, I've watched the whole of London Spy, which wasn't hard because it's only five episodes. That was alright. I mean, I enjoyed it. I got really into it in sort of the first three episodes, and then I feel like it kind of trailed off in the last two. But because it was so short, I couldn't really like. There was no time to really give up on it, and so that was cool. Otherwise, I've been watching OJ Simpson. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> The incredibly annoying to Google American crime story. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> or just find on like torrenting websites. Not that anyone should not, do not that. Not that anyone should do that. But if, if someone, um, <laughs> not saying that like we did it, but if we yeah. did it, here's how we did it. Great OJ joke there. Three people get. <laughs> it's this fucking show. Like I... It's amazing. It's the greatest thing Ryan Murphy's ever done. It it's is. it's so perfect. Easily. It's because it's managed to get all of the things which he's great at, which yeah. is like insane, ludicrous plot lines where hey, you're not quite sure whether it's meant to be incredibly campy or just really brutally somehow honest. Yeah. Um, you you can't quite tell what he's trying to get across, but no. you know it's gonna be fun. And this yeah. show is the most fun. It's like so this fun. is, I, I haven't really had that much fun with this much fun with a Ryan Murphy show. This has such a good, well-defined narrative that he can't fuck it up. Yeah, totally, um, and it's very consistent and I'm, I'm in its tone that. and everything. Like, which is really unusual for a Ryan Murphy show. I know, I and know. There has been some. There have been some weird bits. Um, what, what did you find weird? Uh, the bit with um, the dad of oh my god i can't believe i've forgotten his name i've watched and read Kardashian? hundreds of things uh no um uh the oh the dad of the guy who the dad of the died. um you see i only yeah, think I of the dad of the waiter and i was like he was a human being too. yeah and so maybe the show was, was right yeah <laughs> but also the show was talking about itself it was it was saying that a lot of people are going to cheapen my son's memory and make yeah. this all about O.J. Simpson. Now yeah. about the fact that, like, our son, who helped the homeless, yeah. and O.J., who helped no one. Yeah. Like, it was quite heavy-handed, and there have been moments of it when it's been quite heavy-handed. And I think they've sort of probably overplayed, particularly um, the DA's office, like, how clueless they were as to how fucked they were. Yeah. Um, but I think it's an amazing show. Like, it's I so think... I think yeah. those bumps aren't even that bad. Um, fuck. Oh, Johnny like... Cochran. Jesus. Oh, my God. I know. Everyone in it. I feel like some of them are, like, doing, you know, like, I think Sarah Paulson is, like, acting really well. And then, like, David Schwimmer is just, like, just, in, like, I don't know if it, you'd call it acting, but it's just juicing. incredible. He's been juicing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, That's every so single much. line. Uh, it's... it's not true. Is it juice? Juice? <laughs> you know your Uncle Juice. Your Uncle Juice would never do that. Yeah. He's your Uncle Juice. <laughs> and just like, I've, the whole thing, because I didn't really know anything about the O.J. Simpson like story, it's kind of like watching a Wikipedia entry like acted out as well. It is. In, in this the really best enjoyable possible way. way. Yeah, like when you kind of get embroiled in like reading all about this thing, it's just kind of like, what a crazy story. 
And it was true. And it was true. <laughs> and all of this is things which happened. And yeah. every once in a while, I have to remind myself that, like, the court testimony is yeah. recorded. Like, you can look it up on YouTube. Oh, my God, really? And you look it up, and you're like, oh wow, God. this is this is exactly the same. It's shot for shot. That's crazy. I mean, it's not fully shot for shot, because, yeah. of course, they need to cut around things. But yeah. it's... But that they take a lot of it, like, verbatim. Yeah. That's crazy. And it's it's quite a thing. Um, how... Um, how every character is like set up has been really interesting because yeah. at first Johnny Cochran was the hero of this. Like, so yeah. Johnny Cochran is the hero. Um, yeah. The DA's office are kind of assholes, but like, yeah. um, they mean well and they want justice and they're sort of on the right side of history. They yeah. are just tone deaf to the world which surrounds them. Yeah. And OJ is pretty clearly guilty and robert kardashian is like this well-meaning earnest simpleton yeah, who think... just liked his coke buddy juice yeah was robert kardashian actually like the sweetest most innocent naive <laughs> trusting genuine good man in the world as they're portraying him or it's, was he not because <laughs> it's really hard to say <laughs> you wouldn't really get that if you didn't and see this <laughs> i don't know how they're gonna like handle his character because at first maybe you could make that argument yeah. Um, but then the more this goes on, um, spoiler alert for American crime story. If you don't know anything about the OJ Simpson trial, yeah. <laughs> um, later after it, uh, Robert Kardashian admitted himself to journalists that he wasn't sure if OJ didn't do it. Oh, really? He said that the, um, he said he didn't know, well, he claims he didn't know the, um, the overwhelming physical evidence and oh. he didn't necessarily know all of the blood evidence and yeah. he did start to think that maybe oj had done it and at first he didn't want to believe it and he was blind but like the further it went along the more things started to unravel for him okay. which isn't really I... being shown in the show but maybe we haven't gone to that part yet i really hope that we get to see david unravel. Hope. oh my god <laughs> based on his performance so far i think that would be Fuck. very enjoyable if if Schwimmer has a moment where he, like, breaks down in a church, yeah. oh, oh my so God. good. Because he's kind of constantly on the verge of tears in it. He really is. I really want to see him, like, actually sob. I I want to see him just cry and just mutter, juice! Yeah. <laughs> juice! <laughs> Surely it's where it's all going. I fucking hope so. <laughs> I really do. But um, we've gone to what I thought would be the best bit um, in terms of, I think... When we're recording this, I think the fourth episode or fifth episode's come out. Um, and we're now, well, we're now deep into the trial. And yeah. the trial is going to be the best bit. Yeah. Because the trial is where everything just starts getting destroyed. And everyone's yeah. like, uh, well, we think Cochran's probably take this, taking this on just for the media attention. He yeah. knows he's not going to win it. So, oh my God, this guy's indestructible. Yeah. He's the greatest lawyer of all time. <laughs> he's going to fucking get this murderer off. What yeah. are we going to do about it? Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, it's growing and it's becoming something awesome. And it's really yeah. just been, the performance has been excellent. Um, they've yeah. paced it really well. Yeah. No, I'm loving it. How many episodes are there going to be? I think there's either eight or ten. Oh, okay. That's good. That's a yeah. reasonable amount. I feel like that's probably the right amount. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. what else have you been watching? Um, I have watched the Netflix Judd Apatow oh, show, yeah. Love. No, I don't even know what the plot of that is. 
tell me. I'm not sure if there's a nice way to say this, but the plot kind of doesn't matter. Okay. Um, <laughs> Is it kind of like girls? Like well, a... stop me if this sounds familiar to you. Like a show about like two sort of fucked up 20-somethings with self-destructive behavior, <laughs> trying to like work out love, but also in like the least productive way possible. Um, oh my God. Is the casting more diverse than girls or is it? Uh, no, but it's in a different place. Yes, because it's in a different place. Okay. Um, and I like controversial opinion, potentially after all these years, it makes sense that none of the girls and girls have a black friend. Like it makes sense yeah. that none of these people know any non-white people because they don't. Yeah. And that is what's wrong with that yeah. subsection of American <laughs> society. It's like, of course, like of course, yeah, none Marnie of those characters. Yeah. It's like Marnie doesn't know any non-white people because Marnie yeah. only hangs around and like bougie upper middle class bullshit. <laughs> where she is really like she's privileged to the point where she's never met like a real earnest human being. Yeah. And there's like bougie upper middle class bullshit like non-white people. Yeah. But Marnie's so interested in such a niche that actually it would be pretty fair. I to suppose, say that yeah. she would probably be one of the only ones. It's yeah. like, um, if you're a performance artist in Dunedin, you may not <laughs> find a lot of performance artists in Dunedin of color. And yeah. if you do, they will probably be pretty pissed off about the tremendous amount of white people who seem to be doing this <laughs> and how they don't really give them enough of a break. So uh-huh. it's slightly more diverse, but it's still a lot of white people, which... Yeah. It's LA, um, okay. and it's actually the same neighborhood as the show You're the Worst. Oh, really? Uh, which, yeah, which I think I've talked about before, and yeah. which is a really excellent show, and which is a better version of this show. Oh. Um, which is not to say that this isn't a good show. Um, Jillian Jacobs from Community and from, I think, some other stuff. Uh, she was in Girls. Not that I She was in Girls for a little while, too, yeah. Um, she's excellent. Um, she plays the sort of female lead, yeah. um, and she's just sort of a self-destructive woman going through some shit and trying to deal with it by making the worst possible choice that she could in any situation. Uh-huh. Um, and the male lead is played by Paul Rust, who wrote it, and uh-huh. you can totally tell he wrote it. Um, because <laughs> there's a lot of other shit in it, which you like, it seems odd that a show, which is quite, um, which is like if Judd Apatow wrote yeah. an episode of Girls, like it's, the dialogue is quite, um, yeah. it's funny, but it's, it's quite serious. Um, and yet all of a sudden Paul Rust and this, all of his neighbors, he lives in the sort of like condo apartment-ish complex thing where everyone seems to like hang out with each other and know each other um and so he has like 10 people around (laughs) to his house and they spend all night and this sounds like a really annoying thing to do spend all night like perfecting making up a theme song for like movies which don't have theme songs and it's like that sounds like one of those things that like people on tv shows and stuff imagine young people do yeah <laughs> but it does and it also you really just be watching youtube or whatever it really gives off a similar a similar vibe to when you have a lead quite famous actor or actress yeah. who can sing and giving them a uh, singing bit 
Yeah. Um, like anytime Joseph Gordon-Levitt sings in anything, you're like, he fucking demanded this. <laughs> it's like, you know, he demanded it and he was a real dick about it. Oh, do you and he, I reckon he did. And like, he smiled all throughout it and everyone was like, you crushed it, J. Whatever. <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt, like, you crushed it. And then, GGR. yeah. And then after he's gone, everyone's like, all right, take down this fucking set and let's go back to the actual job we're here for, which is making the TV show. Um, so yeah, it's it seems a little tacked on um, all of his musical parts, yeah. Uh, but it does make sense that he was a band nerd. Like it, it totally yeah. does. Um, he's not a super interesting character. Um, he makes sense next to her. Yeah. Um, it it even makes sense that they would be like interest in each other um yeah but they have very little chemistry um and it's really the most interesting version of the show was the show about Gillian Jacobs and her flatmate um particularly the Australian flatmate um played by Claudia O'Doherty who's um who's really really good she's I've never seen her in anything before um she's very good uh she has um a spot-on Australian accent, shockingly for an Australian, <laughs> um, but like a really warm one. She's a very good character because she starts off as like this sort of unbelievably bubbly character, but then yeah. more the more and more she has to deal with Gillian Jacobs' character, just basically being a selfish asshole. Yeah. Like the more she becomes real. Okay. Um, and by the end, I thought she was the most interesting bit of the show. And if yeah. there is a season two, it should probably be about her. Okay. Um, because <laughs> I don't, yeah, it's, it's one good arc. Um, you don't really expect the main couple to be together and then yeah. they're kind of not. Um, and it's sort of a show about love, but it's more a show about how sometimes people don't actually need to be in relationships and okay. feel like they should be. And other times people really just need to date people and probably need to get over themselves. And the show doesn't really know what it wants to be. Like, it doesn't take a side on that. Oh, really? How many episodes have you watched? I've watched all of it. um, Because it came out all at once. Oh, I see. Um, And that's the best way to watch it. Um, And I feel like I've been shitting on it. It was good. Like, I thought it was good. It was a good show. (laughs) But I would not watch the second season and I would not watch it again. Okay. <laughs> it's over for yeah, you. Yeah, it's but... over for me. But for what it was, it was good. And if you're okay. in that mood, like if you're in yeah. that like headspace where you really want to watch um Judd Apatow write a girls episode, it's a really good one. Oh, okay. Oh, that's good. I've pre- I've just completely given up on girls. I gave up on it so long ago. I tr- I really liked it when it first started. I did and too. Now I just like can't believe I ever watched it and I can't stand it. I've I gave up kind of because it just came back one year and I didn't keep watching. Yeah. And then it came back another year and I was like, oh, I haven't watched it in two years. Yeah. And now I just don't care. Yeah. Um, I find, and I just like increasingly hate Lena Dunham. Yeah. Like, I know it's like everyone hates Lena Dunham. But, but like you kind of find your own special specific hatred for her. You do. And Yeah. <laughs> And, I mean, the characters were kind of only interesting at a certain point in their lives. Yeah. So to see where they're going is, like, interesting. In the same way that, like, that 7-Up documentary series 
was interesting because you're following like people's lives on and on at a certain point these weren't the most interesting people you could follow anymore and i just felt like it didn't really it wasn't really that insightful or interesting or meaningful and then it's like i i think i sort of once i started watching broad city i feel like by being even just as a comedy about like really random stuff happening to these girls it has more like meaning and significance to me as a girl that age than girls ever did which is because you know it's just about crap and it's just depressing and it's like about how like stuff good stuff can happen but you'll probably fuck it up you'll probably fuck it up because you suck yeah Yeah. but broad city is just so much more like i feel like i get out of it what girls wishes it could give you without going to anywhere near that amount of trouble absolutely (laughs) And and just like way more effortlessly Oh, yeah, and I I don't want to, like, repeat this point, but I feel like I should clarify. The reason why I think it's um, Love is Like You're the Worst is because yeah. they're characters the same age in the same part of L.A. Like, not yeah. just in L.A., in the exact same part of L.A. Yeah. Um, similar industries. You're the worst. They have money. Um, yeah. Love, they don't. Um and so the love angle is like slightly more interesting because of that, but they still yeah. sort of have money. Yeah. Um, but what makes You're the Worst a much better show is that actually the characters are growing. Like the characters yeah. are building towards things. And particularly in the second season of You're the Worst, because um, both of these shows are just fundamentally and um, girls um, and not, in my opinion, Broad City. <laughs> um, uh, these are shows about mental health issues like these yeah. are shows about people like going through mental health issues yeah. and sometimes suffering yeah. and i found love to have very little to say about that yeah. um, and people didn't really try and fix each other and they just sort of left each other to be selfish pricks and oh, okay. um, whereas would you're the worst um, the opposite is true. This this was show. This became a show at a certain point yeah. about the characters trying to save the characters going through something, yeah. and like realizing eventually that you can't just save people. Um, and so that's sort of a far more interesting. And it's a yeah. take. Love has nothing to really say about it. Oh, okay. Love just sets up a scenario and some characters and yeah. lets them naturally go towards being their worst selves. Oh, okay. Um, Love just, I mean... But it was still good. As soon as it started, though, I just, like, got really mad just because every time I see someone talking about it, I think they're talking about Gaspar No Love, <laughs> and which, as you know, I'm a huge fan of. Yep. And then every time I realize that they're talking about Judd Apatow Love, I, it's just crushing disappointment for me, and I'm never going to forgive it for that. Um, I get love, but I think it it's it's entertainment like it yeah it's another netflix show which you can watch really easily and you can watch all of it and you mm-hmm. can come away and you can be like well i kept up with that show or i did yeah. something but you didn't really gain much from it uh yeah i don't really i don't know i sort of don't like that model of shows that you just have to watch all in one go i kind of like having them week by week just because i feel like it, ma- it makes it more of a significant part of my life whereas like like with London Spy, I watched it in like a couple of days and it kind of feels like, you know, it came and went and I'm never really going to think about it again. Whereas like with Mr. Robot or whatever, where I watched it every week, it felt like, you know, the sense of anticipation was part of my like engagement with it. 
you knew it was building to something and you yeah, were kind of building with it and yeah. in the meantime you had to think about it and talk to people about it and it just felt like you know it takes up more space in your life oh my god like talked about when when he opens the boat oh my god Every, oh my god the boat in that show, oh, oh it was I can't so stressful wait. I, I love so that stressful. show. That one where he has like the weird like druggy dream sequence or whatever. Yeah. I was just like so stressed out watching that and it was so incredible. I miss it so much. I can't wait for it to come back. I really miss that too. Um, I, I just love that guy so much. I can't wait. Uh, Rami like, Malek? Yeah. That's yeah, like Rami my most Malek, anticipated yeah. show to come back this year. That in Game of Thrones because I'm lame. <laughs> yeah. I'm, um, I'm not even sure what mine would be. Uh, um, oh no. What was the show? Uh, Halt and Catch Fire. Okay. Yeah, I think that went somewhere really interesting in its second um, season, and they didn't think they were going to get another season, and Um. so it ended in sort of an interesting way where it could have been the end, or like they could keep going, Um, and the characters came around, and they were the people you thought they were, but they were also really interesting versions of that. Um, I... I'm pretty sure that's coming back for a third season sometime okay. this year. Um, and I'm I'm really excited for that. That's that and Mr. Robot. I'm very happy for that. Not yeah. really for love and definitely not for the X Files. I know oh, yeah. last Did time you finish it? Uh no, I stopped because oh. I just didn't give a shit anymore. <laughs> it's sad. I know. I've seen um I've seen all of the other seasons and yeah. I've seen both of the movies. And the first movie sucks. Like the first yeah. movie's not good. The second movie's better, but it's still not ideal. Um, but yeah, I think I got up to the fifth episode and just really didn't like where it was going. Uh. Um, didn't find it interesting. I really liked having Gillian uh, Anderson um, in the show. Yeah. I know she's in The Fall, but like, I watched The Fall. <laughs> and I missed me some Gillian Anderson. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so shout out Gillian Anderson, shout out Gillian Jacobs. Um, not shout out to Lena Dunham. <laughs> <laughs> or TK. Definitely not, N- no. Just nothing about TK. Yeah. Brandon Bennett or whatever his name is. Brandon my- Bennett? Isn't it um, Bradley? What? Oh my God, I don't know. Oh my that. God, who cares? Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you all for listening. Um, We'll see you next time. (laughs) Yeah, see ya. Bye. Bye.